The COVID-19 continues to be the subject of our weekly episodes. We do try to keep you as informed as possible. At the same time, mix it up as much as we possibly can within the realm of that one subject. So today we're just going to give another update of where everything stands, numbers-wise, economically, everything like that. And then we're going to get into the subject of leaders, what makes good leaders, and leaders in the time of a crisis. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Starting off with a question. Have you gotten better in this time of quarantine and lockdown and social distancing? Have I gotten better? Yes. Like as if... I mean, the Rona hasn't gotten me yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, have you gotten better? Have you gotten better? Like, because- oh, um, information wise, I would say, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I read. I feel like now that you're kind of forced to go home, not go home, but be home for a lot longer, you have a lot more time to kind of sit down and take in media and read. And I saw, I saw a tweet today that said, Everybody should be better after this quarantine. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I wholeheartedly understand what the perspective of that tweet is in terms of if you're working hard, you're an essential worker. The experience that you've gained, if you're at home in quarantine, the time to meditate, the time to find yourself, the time to clear up some shit, the time to Get right with God if that's the route you're going to take. The time to to read, get informed. 100% I agree with that notion. Yeah, yeah. And um, use your time wisely, you know. Use your time wisely. Um, it also, to me, has indicated, as even though I said in the previous recent episode that I felt like I could have been doing more and when all of this clears up and I want to do more. But this time has also served as an indicator that I was using my time pretty effectively before all of this because this really hasn't thrown me off all that much in terms of like I still consume a certain amount of content, informative content. I still do a certain amount of research. I do still do a certain amount of reading. I would say many of those things have been upped a little bit just because yeah. I am at home a little bit more. But I always feel like I never yeah. finish everything. Like like when it comes to content because it's like something in a video might talk about something else and then you get into that subject and you so now it's like now you could finish off that video go on to the next video go back and read something that talked about and it's like the interruptions are like when things are normal the interruptions are are more 
are a lot more abundant. Yeah. Oh, a text message, this, that. Like, just, you know, it's it, now I feel like everything has taken a little bit of a of a step back in regards to interruptions, yeah. at least in, in, in my perspective. And then I realized how much time driving takes. Because, like, just to get, you know, okay, you put put on your clothes and then you drive to get something, just the one thing, that could take an hour. Yeah. That's a whole hour which most of it was probably driving and you went and got something and you came back. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, which th- that part I would say hasn't changed too much because if I have driven somewhere, usually when I drive, that's when I listen to podcasts or videos a lot more. Yeah, me too. Um, there's certain videos I watch at home, kind of like at the comfort of my, my house because it's a little bit more visual but a lot of the stuff we listen to, like let's say finances and stuff, you don't really need to watch the video. No, not yeah. unless they're like displaying like a, a a chart or graph or something. But by and large, no, you don't. Yeah, so so I feel like it's just weird though. It's it's so weird. I went to the mall to get something that I needed and it was closed. So then I was like, oh, <laughs> so I'm driving back and it's like Sunday. Uh, you can't. If I did want to go out and eat, I couldn't. So yeah. you would have to just order in. So, so you really are kind of forced to be home, you know, which, which is not bad. Like, that's also a time, too, to get everything right. Because sometimes you're so busy, you could have things a little bit in a disarray. So so just stuff like that. The time to think about your situation, even if it's bad. I feel like life is, is rounds. Like, like if you think about it, like rounds of boxing, you know, yeah, yeah, you could lose round one, yeah, you could probably lose all four, the first four rounds, and still win the the match, you know, yeah. the the fight. So you know, if now you're in a fucked up position, if you're in a in a position where you're you feel like you're struggling a little bit, it's like, well, it's like you said, you could sit back and kind of look at what you've done wrong think about it and pivot you know and and yeah yeah. these moments like this they serve as great times for course correction yeah and and pivoting sometimes requires you to obviously fully take the loss that you've taken while still making ground so so it's 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 a time to think about that and 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 what you you could have done better what you could do better going forward, how to look at things from a financial standpoint, from from even a career standpoint or a job standpoint. Like, well, you know, if you really did want to be working right now, now you see the jobs that you could still have opportunities. So even those things, like it wakes you up to the things that really matter, you know? Big time. The same, the same thing I think applies to for those who invest like people that yeah. invest, this has been a very interesting time in terms of doing research, uh, you know, analyzing the market, what you feel is good down the road, what you yeah. think is sustainable. I mean, the questions of life. But while that is the case, I f- also found in this time that. If you don't got it, you just don't got it. Yeah. 
You You're know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because like you would think that there at some point there would be like a certain amount of like, damn, the market, like a the a certain amount of of awareness that would rise when you see such a a, a tumble or what's going on in society and 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 you know the news and media and and all of this stuff like just such a historic moment that we're living in and mm -hmm. i'm not really getting a lot of great dialogue about it <laughs> like yeah. not with the, the 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 sort of shit that you would you would think you would get now granted from some people like our circle yeah we're getting good shit you know as as one would expect but but you i would just think that this sentiment this notion would be a little bit more wide-ranged yeah well i mean there's a lot to talk about i mean just a limitless slew. yeah um i would guarantee that a lot of people probably haven't thought twice to look at what there is in the two trillion dollar bill like to just look at it from a let's see what what they spend on you know uh, all all, the, all the, it's to look at is like am i getting one how much am i getting yeah yeah you know like this is our house so we probably should know what's being spent where why it's being spent yeah all of that stuff and it's 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 concerning because you know this is how Shit hits the fan without you, like, well, this please is let, when it's too late. Let, let, me, too late. let me ask you a question, yeah. since I'm the one that always asks the questions here. Uh, <laughs> the, is, is uh, what's, do you agree with the stimulus package? <sighs> I don't, I don't, so, if you look back to when all this started and when people started saying oh we need help from companies to people philosophically a lot of what we've been talking about proved us right yeah big time so well, in in last week's episode i start off the episode by saying this is not an i told you so moment but we are going to reflect on many of the things that we have said in past episodes. Yeah, and this is a moment where you see that what we were talking about rings very true, and on a philosophical level, we should not have... This should not be a thing, a $2.2 trillion stimulus bill. It just shouldn't, but it is, because many people don't plan, many companies don't plan, and, and I feel that it's very important to plan. I mean... I could probably, we could go back and there's been countless of episodes where we've said, you know, people should have emergency funds. Yeah. We've probably even went on to say it should be 5,000 or more. We've talked about this. We've talked about the fact that under, well, yeah, no, 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 that 60% of Americans don't have $1,000 ready to go in the event of something. Yeah, yes, like, yeah. We, we've you talked have talked about, about that. that yeah. We've talked about... We've talked about the 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 historic high cardinals. Like, yeah, we these things we've talked about. Yeah. So so now it's like, well, this is why this happened. So so on a philosophical level, that's a risk. Just for sure, hell no. But on a trying to weather the storm, I I could see. That's why you saw the Senate pass it ninety six zero because there was a lot of shit that was just. Dumb. But is it 
the position of the government to support its citizens. I think it's supposed to just let us live. Right. You know? So on a like and that's why I feel like a lot of libertarians would definitely not be in agreement with this shit. No, um, yeah, big time. And even like conservatives, I feel like it was more so like how do you stop the bleeding? Fuck. Cuz like this is like unprecedented like we stopped the economy we stopped it completely like it, it wasn't like damn near yeah oh hey we're gonna stop certain noises like, all right i won't stay home all the companies stop so it is something you haven't seen and it does make it where i feel that this this bill the 2.2 trillion and let's not forget the feds injected the stock market with money and and it's like they're taking all these measures the interest rates are to zero and 0.25 i feel like part of it was because they saw what happened in 2008 and the reaction they ended up bailing out the companies they ended up the the car uh companies they they waited till after to then drop the interest rates and i feel like this is like a brace for impact all these bills Mm -hmm. i don't know how much it'll do if we stay closed though so like so then at that point it's like 2.2 trillion what down the drain because like yeah you could what was the point you could stimulate people's pockets but like you're not really stimulating the economy if there is no economy to stimulate and yeah it's and if that's the case that's a super temporary stimulation that at the end of the road you would definitely question why did we even do that and 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 part of it is well and could be looked at historically as a misstep and doing more harm than good yeah and then japan just passed one too which was also bigger because this one was way bigger than than the 2008 recession stimulus package then japan just passed one and it's like well Again, at what point, and again, this is very, this is crazy, the notion that everything stopped, but at the same time, it's crazy, the notion that you never thought as a person that she could get really bad. You should think that. I think that all the time. Every day of my life, I think that. I think of the worst, and then how can I stay away from the worst in every which way? Because you can't, like, you really can hold it off, but, like, you, you know, if, if like, society just crumbled today, well, none of it matters. Whatever you're worth, financially, all that shit. So, yeah, you can't really, like, if shit really hits the fan and society just, there is none, a civil society, well, then, yeah, but but what I'm saying is if, if stuff like this where you're seeing, like, a drop in, in 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 customers, which means a, a drop in 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 everything from restaurants to to stores. Nike closed, Adidas closed. I mean, you kind of should have planned as a company, like for bad shit. You know, that's not to say that you you have to think every day of your life all this, but you should have a, a, a fund. Like we've talked about it with our investments. Like we have something that can hold us over. Mm-hmm. for a while like it's just it's been a month what no two months right 
Well, no, really a month. A really month a of, month of, of like lockdown. really been in the shit. This is something. Well, being in lockdown has been, it's been two weeks, but. Yeah. But like where things were, were gradually like, getting uh, abundantly clear that it was getting bad about a month. Yeah. It's actually financially unacceptable that we're in, in this state of affairs. If you Already, think about it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, I, that's, I share that same sentiment. So, so it's, it's pretty sad. And again, how we've echoed, we actually echoed a very positive note starting off the episode. But the fact of the matter is that it's not so positive right now for a lot of people. And it's worth stepping back and looking at what you can do better going forward. Cause we will get through this. Like, it's a virus. It might, it might, like you said this the last two episodes, it might just be something that's seasonal, you know? We don't know yet, but it, it could be. Yeah. And then, and we're, viruses mutate. You see the flu every year. There's a new strain, there's a new strand or whatever. Uh, with this, this is, this is COVID just like SARS was. So this is not something that we're not going to, but it's also very important to see did we overreact as well? Because like we halted everything, but I think now it's information intake. So what did each country do? Like I thought it was crazy that Sweden didn't stop anything. They just preached, you know, social distancing, all the good stuff. We're not going to stop anything though. UK was kind of on the same shit and then they went on lockdown. Um, Italy locked everything down, but like their numbers are still pretty bad now i think they're lowering yeah little by little but i mean i think that was a case where it was already there for a while so i think it's very important to take in all of the information from every country from from our country to even state to state seeing how everyone's dealing with it and have like a contingency plan for if something like this does happen what's the best course to take you yeah. know because we, uh, if we're this bad two weeks in, I don't want to be, I, I, I really don't want to see two, three months from now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to get to a point where it's scary. Cause let's face it, 1,200 per household. If, if you're not good with your finances and you're really fucked up, what is that really going to do? You Nothing. know? So then it becomes a waste of money. Um, Bailing out companies that should have known better and should have had plans and, and, and you know, they, they they it might just be a waste of time. Maybe they won't learn their lesson because they'd never, you know. And I just thought it was very bold of a lot of the airlines to just start crying right off the bat, you know. Yeah, and I thought it, it, it echoed so loudly irresponsibility yeah. and shameless irresponsibility yeah so so i guess only time could tell because we really don't know where we're going to go from from today moving forward which is then funny because how have you felt about trump kind of talking about trying to open up the economy do you feel like that's too premature do you feel that's just right no, I, I don't think it's too premature at all. I think if we're going to open up the economy, there's definitely going to have to be 
measures that are put in place in terms of something along the lines of what the health minister from Israel said, where, you know, the, the vulnerable, the, the ones that are more at risk, isolate themselves, quarantine themselves, take stricter measures when dealing with those type of people, even if like the stores want to do something like they've been doing where they open an hour early, but just for those people to shop, you know what I'm saying? So they could get what they need first. I could rock with all of that. But then aside from those measures and those precautions being taken, the rest of us get back to work. The ones that are more than likely going to survive and then we can one not only keep the economy going but two i would imagine that there's a lot of us that are within a a, a, the healthy age range and 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 are are uh able-bodied and have the capacity i'm sure there's a lot of us that can do a lot more good helping in certain areas than we could do being quarantined and locked up. You get what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm sure if we weren't so big on, oh, we got to lock everything down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's a noble position to take. And, and I could get, I could see why somebody would want to do that, but the ramifications that could come economically would be a lot worse than that and ultimately if we're going to have to end up developing an immunity to this anyway because it seems like all they're talking about now is flattening the curve there's really not any more talk about containment i think we're far past the point of containment then if we're going to get it anyway then i don't know let me i'd rather get started and start developing my immunity to it you know get out there or or get it over with so that I can I can you know help the people that I need to help once I'm better and I recover and everything like that which by the way I was just reading before we started the episode that Tom Hanks and his wife have recovered and they're able to come back to the US now. Oh, wow. So there's like you know a little bit of a little bit of good news in showing that people do recover yeah. um and stuff like that. Now I, I I gather that the whole point of the of, uh, attempting to contain it or uh, attempting these lockdowns or these shelters in place and the social distancing and the quarantines is to lighten the load on the health system. I get that, but I think if these press briefings, these public service announcements, continuously stress social distancing and taking the precautions, washing our hands and everything like that. And with some strict measures, like, yes, I don't think like uh, uh, bars need to have that many people in them. Like maybe even uh, uh, applying some of the the, the limits in, in terms of how many people can be in, a, in an establishment. And if we look at this as a problem, like we're all in it together, I would imagine that people will start developing the habits that are necessary as we go through this. Before the word social or the phrase social distancing was used, before 
quarantine or shelter in place and anything like that. When I first started hearing about this, when I was when I was like buying masks and gloves where like everybody was like, oh, man, like like what's to you or whatever. Everybody was, you know, and and I was still under the impression, oh, it's just the flu. But just the fact that I'm seeing all these headlines about it and everything like that. Yeah. At Walgreens, when I went to Walgreens, I kept my distance from people. Like yeah. nobody needed to tell me that because that I I I mean I thought that was common knowledge that like you don't you, even in regular circumstances yeah. it's not wise to be that close to people. That's yeah. one of the reasons I don't like crowds and I don't like congest, yeah. congested areas. You know, one because in the event that shit pops off, you know what I'm saying from growing up in a neighborhood where like you could be somewhere and a motherfucker pulls out a gun and like you can't maneuver or whatever there's that aspect but then there's also the aspect of the germs and everybody breathing on one another it's just not my it's just not my thing so i needed i i I didn't need anybody to tell me to tell me oh you know keep your distance but that's me that's me so then these press briefings and these public service announcements, the news yeah. can all do their part in in reminding people of that. Another thing that I think should go into effect if we open up the economy is a suggestion from the president. I'm actually quite surprised that he hasn't done this with with as critical uh, as he is on 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 the media. I would I would ask them if they would at least consider well for the tracker that you have worldwide of of confirmed cases and deaths can you also put up a graphic of the people that have recovered because yeah. those are a lot of those are a lot of great stories because you you guys are saying that my critique of you is unfair when i say that you're you're fearmongering and 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 you're perpetuating sensationalism so then if you're not doing that, then be fair and balanced. And then, yes, show the numbers of confirmed cases. But then why don't you also show the numbers of recovered? Because then people could be like, wow, like, damn, those numbers are going up. Yeah, that, yeah. That's 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 a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Or also put out the fact that, yeah, we have the most cases as we currently speak about this, the most case, confirmed cases in the world. But the death toll yeah. is very low. Like we're we're hovering around one point five percent, which is pretty much better than every other country that has near the amount that we have of confirmed yeah. cases. Shit, it's what what the John Hopkins uh, tracker said. It it would it would kill about four point something percent, right? Well, no, that was the the World Health Organization's estimate: three point four percent. Three point four. And we're well below that. Well below that. And In our nation, yeah. some nations are well of way higher than like Italy. But but right now, like we that like we 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 have like our own problems to deal with. And if yeah. we can get, which was like a cool thing that that the president said, like if we could get a handle on this, these ventilators that we have, we can give them to other countries. So yep. even in this time, and, and that's the thing, like he's such a bad guy, but in this time, he's saying that yeah. if Obama said something like that, oh my God, he's so Jesus-like, oh, in a time of crisis, he's still thinking and hoping that when we get past this, we yeah. can help other nations. He's the greatest, but dude says it and it's it's like, it's whatever. Yeah. Or another thing that he said that was badass, and I don't know if you saw this, and I, I know I'm going a little bit off topic, I'm going to get back on topic once I say this, but... 
that I thought was was really badass. And it was the way the question was asked was so different than than the 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 way that the question was asked of the reporter that he had got into it with. Yeah. Um last week was the the question was asked about what's a good message, what's a good message for parents to give their kids. It wasn't like what are you what are you going to say? Like motherfucker, you're the parent. You should tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 this dude, like this dude the 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 reporter that was like was like, "What do you say to the people that are scared?" Well, I don't know what the fuck we've been up here saying. Like we're giving the information. Yeah, yeah. You're trying you're, you're just, just fucking you're, rambling. You're trying to sensationalize the shit, yeah. which is the word that he used. But this guy said what what is something you would tell parents to tell their kids who kind of don't know what's going on or whatever yeah and it was badass like it, it almost gave me chills like damn like that's kind of that's kind of like like it was almost captain america ish he said i would tell them first and foremost that they're members of the greatest nation in the world badass and that and that we're gonna beat this and that everything we're doing is for them i was like god damn like yeah. like you 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 will see that nowhere on any media site like you won't see no. that anywhere you won't see that anywhere but then it's like you you think about that and you consider that and it's like wow like how how true is that because really the future is for the kids you know what i'm saying they're trying to get the account the economy uh. back going and saving lives and everything is for the benefit of of the future so they paint a picture of this man 100%. So with all of that, with all of that, I would say that if we are going to open up the economy, those are all bullet points that I think should be expressed before the economy is opened up so that as people start to go back to work and as people start to try to get back to their daily uh, uh, normal lives, they can get back to it with a little bit less fear. And every day that fear is going to go down and down and down because this is about the information. Yes. This is about what we can do as individuals. Yeah. This is about all of that stuff. I mean, if you think about it, it starts with washing your hands. It does. It <laughs> does. And I think, too, like it, it did need a little bit of all of this nonsense, like the lockdown. Oh, I shouldn't call it nonsense, but nonsense in the sense that in the sense that it took. It took that. In my opinion, we didn't need this if people were doing what they needed to do from the get go, like not. Go you know, out. going out on St. Patrick's Day, yes. bar hopping, you know, like, like that type of stuff. So that, that was one thing. Um, nah, I, obviously, I, I will say, I will say that there is one criticism of him that I think people can legitimize is that maybe he wasn't taking this as serious as he could have taken it early on, but, and there's a big but to that, is number one, let's be real about this. A lot of people die from a lot of other shit in this country that yeah. will probably far surpass the numbers of this virus, like from alcoholism to car crashes to, to murders. So i could see why one would call it a hoax in the sense that like well you're trying to weaponize this virus 
But like you guys don't are not talking about anything else. Like you yeah. don't CNN doesn't make a big deal about about the people that get killed in Chicago every year. No, and that's just one city. That's just one city. And and we we're we're venturing on almost five hundred mur- homicides a year. And but nobody that doesn't make a big deal. So that's what. It's so just the norm. in that sense of of well, it's their hoax. Not in the not in the sense that it's not a real thing, but in the yeah. sense that well, you are sensationalizing this a little bit more than you ought to be because if that's the case, then there's a lot of shit that we could talk about. Yeah. And if that was the case, nobody would ever go to work because everything would be the end of times because because of how bad it looks if you if you if you take into account all these all these different factors. Yeah. So I would say that if we are going to open the economy. And and everything is going to get back to work. I, I I don't think that that's a bad idea. I do think that precautions need to be taken. I don't think that it could go one hundred percent totally back to normal. But I I think that we can open it quite a bit more than it is now. You and have, and you I have to think, start mapping it out. Start mapping it out one hundred percent. And I think that challenges ought to be very publicly issued to the media. For them to do their job because their job is to inform and it is to inform, it is to inform balanced, like like all the facts across the board. So do a little bit better job of that because I was doing, I was running a little experiment the other day, just, just on my own. I watched 20 minutes of, of CNN and I, I had like a little piece of paper and I was just ticking every like negative point that they made. Switch to Fox and I timed myself and everything. Switch to Fox, 20 minutes and I ticked the negative points. And so I went back to CNN, I ticked 20 minutes, the positive points, and then went back to Fox and ticked the positive points. Did a little study and Fox was far more balanced. They had their criticisms of the president, but it was one of those things where they were they were balanced about it. Like they yeah. were like, "Oh, well, you know, they had people, they they had like um they had investors that were like, "Yeah, you know, we're going to recover from this. We know that we're going to recover from this. The market is unsure right now." But like like it was it was like these guys were 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 bringing a little bit of hope. Fucking CNN, they had they had uh, Dr. Gumta on there, and he was just doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. And then they had Bill Gates on there, and Bill Gates was just pretty much sticking to the facts. He wasn't trying to be too political about anything like that. And you could see that Anderson Cooper was trying to reel him in the political territory, and he just wasn't going. He yeah. was just like, yeah, well, there's a lot we could learn from this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, and oh, but could we have done more? Could we have been more prepared? Which Bill Gates, being such a, a, a data guy, would be hesitant to even venture into that realm, considering that the 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 that the publication of John Hopkins that that study that came out yeah. that said that we were the best prepared country of any nation in the world in 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 terms of if we had a pandemic. So. Yeah. That in and of itself would stop a guy like Bill Gates from making himself sound sound dumb. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and and um, would you say? Okay, I guess there's two issues here. One is obviously older people dying, and I think you you've covered all of it. 
and then and then younger people getting back to work do you feel like one is more important than the other or what do you feel like would be would you have to look at it in 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 going forward i mean I, I know you're saying people have to get back to work but i guess there's people that are saying oh but if you can save lives we have to save lives we have to save lives would do you think there's like a flaw in that no because i think i think wholeheartedly i believe that lives can be saved while still going to work if people didn't believe that then that would mean a lot more people if that was the case if that was the case then what would have been implemented from the get-go would have been something along the lines of we're giving you a week to gather your supplies because everybody is getting locked down store stores are getting locked down everything is getting locked down like those people are just as capable of spreading a virus as 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 anybody as anybody that's quarantined quarantining and social distancing and and lockdown and everything yeah. like that those people are just as capable of spreading it yeah. they're deemed they're deemed essential but in this nation our economy is also an essential part of how this this nation runs so it's not about it's not about necessarily making one greater than the other like oh well your lives are not worth the the economy and everything like that some people could look at it like that, but there's also a point of it and, and, and the, the, the factor and the direction of a lot of people getting back to work can also help a lot of people. And yeah. the more people that it helps, the more those people can help and get stuff done and realize right now, right now, how many people out there, how many people out there, give you an example, because of the fear of everything, have you seen wearing wearing masks and gloves? Oh, a, lot, a bunch, a right? People, yeah. Now, I don't know like what the demographic of the people that you've seen, but I've seen a lot of men and a lot of women of of a relatively youthful age wearing that equipment. Now, I don't I can never speak to who they have at home, the the conditions of the people they have at home and 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 everything like that. But I would venture to say that there's a percentage of them that are wearing that stuff for nothing more than an extra precaution. Yeah. Do you not think that that percentage of those people, and that's just the percentage of the people I see. Now, if you talk about that nationwide, do you not think that that percentage of people, that if a little bit of fear was removed and they were a little bit more informed and if even maybe they experienced the virus and said, damn, like I got over it, I recovered, maybe some of those supplies would not be better off in the hands of medical staff, nurses, yeah, first responders, stuff like that. So the my point in, in everything is that with the economy open, with the precautions and the roadmap mapped out, there's a lot of people that will realize that okay well there's a lot of things that i can do a lot of things that i ought to do at the same time because we're still in the shit like i can get my money habits a little bit better yeah i i can rearrange my focus and factor in all of these things 
and it, it could be a little bit more of a balanced approach. And I think that's pretty much what the president is alluding to is that yeah. it needs to be it needs to be a balanced approach. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely do have to think forward. And I think we were talking about this in pre-production, too. Yes, he has experts when it comes to, to the medical side of things. But when it comes to the economy, that has to be on the table because we can't just let's see what happens. Right. Because people keep talking about experts, 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 but they're experts in their field. Yeah. Yeah. So the Surgeon General, you know, or or, uh, what's her name? Deborah Burks and then uh, Fauci. Yes, they're good when it comes to infectious diseases, when it comes to all this stuff. I don't think they give a rat's ass about the economy. In a sense of who even knows how much they really know about it. Who even knows if they are gathering the ramifications that can pop off if this continues economically and the amount of people that'll be out of a job. Yeah. The amount of people that could potentially go hungry, the amount of people that are in bad displaced situations and what that can lead to yeah as far as crime and, and more deaths exactly in in, in another f- fashion that was caused by the economy crippling and and that's the thing that's what frustrates me about the news right now too is i've seen a lot of left leaning um like let's say like a cnn talking about how fauci and trump are budding heads what are you talking about? Butting heads, what are you talking about? You just want to cause infighting. Yeah. Uh, there was another article about, I don't know if you saw about the, the it was a, a, a older man and a woman who drank fishbowl cleaner. Yeah. Because they saw that Trump said chloroquine was used for malaria and it was showing promising signs that it could be used for, for, for the coronavirus. And... These people saw that, and then they saw that that was a chemical that it that was in fishbowl cleaner, and then drank it. Right. The the man died, and 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 the woman. Well, last I heard from the article, she was in critical condition. Well, the article wrote it in a way of saying, well, Trump is being very irresponsible. They alluded it to it being his fault. Yeah, and that they're so heartbroken that that the that the president has caused a situation like this. No, he never said uh, drink fishbowl. What are you talking about? There's a lot of chemicals and a lot of things. This, yeah. That doesn't mean that it should be consumed. So Honestly, that yeah. was some of the worst reporting oh my God. that I've probably ever seen, and to be quite honest. And that's not going to help. And, and it's like, okay, listen, obviously you don't want someone to die, but that's a very stupid way to die. That's just the honest truth. You drank fishbowl cleaner. No one told you to drink, drink that, you know? Uh, so, so it, and then she's in critical condition. It's like you guys completely just didn't think. At all. <laughs> and and the article is catered to make them look like they're the victims of what the president is saying. And that's exactly. very irresponsible. And and really, like, that's why we hear the, the term fake news because this is what we call fake news. It's just used as propaganda to talk shit about the president and make him look bad. Does not help with the situation at hand. Does not give any information on anything that would help the public. It's just a waste. Another another article that I was reading 
earlier today was from routers and they were talking about some of the criticisms that he's received from what they call dismantling the the pandemic response team which one it wasn't a dismantle of the team he took what other members of the national security council deemed as bloated and and just super wasteful spending and corrected it and part of that bloat and wastefulness was in the pandemic response team yeah and so they took that as this guy that's like pretty much coming in cleaning house as oh you because you did that because you did that like you're you're you you're you're responsible for all these deaths oh like what like there he streamlined a you're, lot you're, of your stream you're streamlining yeah. stuff and if you know anything about the government it is bloated like crazy yes we just had an experience recently yeah. dealing with government employees where we pretty much saw i don't know four or five people to do what one person could have easily done in a few seconds on a computer in the same spot but we were sent to the sixth floor of this building and then we went down to the fifth floor and it's oh, all right well you got to go on this line of this floor because well, you're in the right floor but yeah. you're in the wrong line and it just and then when you get over there you got to spin twice yeah and then you got to come back that way and do the cha-cha slide and then and then utter ridiculousness so if a guy comes in as all right well we got to clean this up because this is a waste of taxpayer dollars Mind you, whom he's representing you as the taxpayer. Oh, you, you, you know, do you take any responsibility? And then another thing that I read about how there's so many people that are upset that because when he when they asked, do you take responsibility for this? And he said, no. Why would he like what responsibility for the virus? Like, what do you mean? Take responsibility for this. I didn't bring this shit over here. It was China. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was irresponsibility from China. And and then the fact that like, I mean, mother nature, motherfucker, like the viruses happen, you know, obviously we look at, I think it was 60 minutes. What I will say, what I will say in, in terms of what you're saying is, I think this is a little bit beyond Mother Nature. This man had a, from from the information gathered, man had a, a role to yeah. play in 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 the development yeah. of this particular virus. Well, with the wet markets and the yeah, meats that exactly. don't belong because it's animals that don't. Yeah, but even then, it's like this is a long shot from being Trump's fault. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And not only that, but I I just don't like the notion that it's nobody's fault. No, 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 no. Definitely, from 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 every standpoint that you can think of, it all leads back to China. Yeah. From the wet markets to the government stopping uh, all that bad. Uh, what they what do they what do they call it in uh fucking Orwellian books? Uh, when they when they stop, what is it? Newspeak or whatever, like. Well, they don't want you to say shit. Just yeah. uh, nothing's happening. Don't worry, guys. There's nothing happening. Nothing's wrong. Numbers started spreading. The coronavirus started spreading. And then by the time that we know it, Italy, a whole generation is gone. Yeah. You know, and, and it's 
Somehow Trump's fault. Also somehow Trump's fault. 3.3 million people unemployed. Somehow Trump's fault. Yeah. Somehow. The guy that was the guy that was working so so hard to 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 lower the unemployment number yeah. and like was a talking point of all his state of the union addresses and to the point where people would roll their eyes and be like oh this guy's going to bring up the economy again. Yeah. But now you you switch it's so hypocritical just like yeah. last week we talked about now like the motherfuckers that that were all against tighter borders. Oh, it's inhumane. No. Like that's but dude wanted that from day one. Like it's just really what yeah. what uh what are you gonna You're just gonna switch the narrative to whatever makes you right, which it really doesn't when you look at the, into the numbers. They were also comparing the stock market. Because when he took over, it was like 18, mm -hmm. 18,000 for what was it, the uh, Dow Jones. And then, like, when, when, when it hit that point during this whole situation, they were like, oh, look, look at uh, Trump's economy. This is what you get three years after. Right, but not 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 applying the fact that how much lower would it be if it didn't raise yeah. what it raised yeah. in the time that he was here. So you had to halt the whole economy to get to that point. Like really, because of a virus, like, and that's the thing. Like a lot From of this China, <laughs> China, <laughs> the con flu. But yeah, like you. You're really stretching it, and and at the end of the day, it's not really. Uh, this is where I don't appreciate the whole politics aspect of it. This is this is a situation in which was out of nowhere. We're handling handling it as best as we could. Why not? If 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 you if you want to talk politics, because of course, obviously, you have to if you're talking about getting the economy back up and started. Let's talk about what was spent. And what was, you know, like, uh, was it Mitch McConnell that we were looking at uh, earlier before this? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. He was, he was talking about how, like, the unemployment check was going to be more than actually if you were employed. Yeah. Which would actually make people just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm fine for unemployment. Yeah. They fixed that. These are things that are here to help you. It's a buffer. It's not here to make your life better because... It's not really making your life better if it cripples the economy. Right. Because why the fuck would you go back to work if your unemployment check is more? So a lot of this stuff is like those are the things that politics does matter and people don't pay attention to. They care about the let's talk shit. We don't like him. Any which way. It's horrible. And it's it's very irresponsible. And and it's it's a situation where that's how you get a bill like this. Because, yeah, this bill... Was meant to, to give, you know, loans and grants to small businesses, checks to people. If you have kids, I think, what do you get, like 500 a piece for, per kid? Um, a lot of bullshit was passed, too, that had nothing to do with the coronavirus, that people just, you know, let that shit ride. And I guess no one wants to... No one wants to take the blame for being, like, the one that said no to the stimulus yeah, because there was a lot of fat. Like I actually even wrote down fucking. But but I think I think that's where we've s stepped far away from the founding of this nation, because uh, there have been times before where certain entities or industries 
throughout the course of our nation's history wanted stimulus or, or, or a certain subsidy for a certain time and everything like that. And even, even subsidies, by and large, are a, a removal from what is the, the philosophy that this nation was, was founded on. And um, I'm real familiar with the Texas drought of the farmer te the Texas farmer drought when Grover Cleveland was president and how they all went to the government and they were like, oh, well, we need money because we had this drought. And Grover Cleveland, as president, recommended to Congress that you do not you do not give yeah. them the money. This is not the purpose and the function of government. Yeah. Rand Paul, Rand Paul voted against it, voted yeah. against that because on oh, uh, Congress, yeah, because he's very yeah. he's very much against like he's very much against all that shit. pro what the purpose of government is, and it's a very limited capacity. Yeah, and really, like you're not really letting, and we've talked about this a couple episodes ago. You're not letting the the, the natural course of things run their course. Run their course. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, that and, sentiment also. And and it's like, uh, I think you tweeted something along those lines or retweeted something. And it's like, I felt it was very, it was very telling of the situation where I hand, or that's a hand. Um, oh, it was my iced tea of all people. You retweeted, it's like ice cold fact. It's time. It's times like these where you really find out who's who. And it is Big like time. who's who, and I think that's a perfect segue into the 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 segment about leadership. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, this this is officially you start seeing who the fuck is who. Like, it's, it's you can't really go too too deep into into all the situations, but like I I just feel like. You're starting to see the people that are the the people that that are struggling on a personal level. How are their finances? Let's let's look at that. Let's look at the numbers. The people, the companies that are struggling on a financial level. Okay, let's look at the books. Let's look at the numbers. Who's crying about? Because there is actually people that are mad that they're only getting a thousand two hundred. <laughs> you know, and it's well. At some point, you have to just be like, "Well, what? How can I give myself a thousand two hundred? How can I make this happen for me?" Or what could I have done? Yeah, I mean, there's so much you can do during this pandemic that, like, you could really blame on anyone but yourself. You know, it's it's a it's a virus. We acted upon it. I hope, like I said from the beginning of the episode, I hope that going forward. We look back at this, we look at what we did wrong as a government. Was the shutdown, and I'm not saying that it was bad. I, I'm not saying that the shutdown or, or the, the, you know, stay at home, uh, stay stay home as much as possible and all that stuff. I'm not saying it was bad, but we really don't know yet. It's too early. Yeah. This is information that we want to look at looking forward, but then also personally what you could have done better. And... um I think you complaining about a thousand two hundred, or you complaining about the airlines getting the money, is beyond the point of, like, worry about yourself right now and how you could fix your situation. Um, because the the biggest complainers are the ones that we definitely saw who's who. I said last episode, all these airlines, oh yes, capitalism, fucking shit hits the fan. Oh fuck, socialism. 
Yeah. You weren't really capitalist to begin with. Yeah. You weren't because that is a good point that a lot of people uh, that, that a lot of people would say like these corporations that want that that, that feel like oh socialism. Yeah, it's is all good. bad. Yeah, it's all bad until it's good for them. Well, then yes, and I, I completely wholeheartedly agree. Yes, uh, yeah, it is. I thought you were not about that shit. Exactly. I thought I thought you know capitalism the fucking best man wins the the smartest the the one that plans innovative all yeah that. innovation i thought i thought what happened why are you crying for money on my doorsteps now fucking uncle sam just fucking about to bitch slap him but we saw who was who in in this time of uh of 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 this virus and and everything we're seeing in the media government entities uh industries everything like that we have seen a lot of leaders talk about a lot of different things. And what Ice-T tweeted range true in terms of you really get to see who and what a person is in times like this. What is your definition of a good leader? How would you define a good leader? I mean, one that looks ahead for the people that he's leading for. You're the captain of the ship. Oh, shit. It's going to be rainy. Oh, shit. We might hit an iceberg. Oh, shit. There's a torn- a hurricane this way. We might have to take the route. It might be a longer route. It might be a route that, that might, be, might inconvenience a lot of you, but it is the route we have to take if we want to survive in the long run. So, yeah, I'm not envious or I'm not, I'm not, a lot of people look at it like, oh, I, I'd want to be a, the president of the United States or any president of anything. No, I mean, no, yeah, it's, that's, that's, it's that's some tough shit. shit. Yeah. Like yeah. if I've lost some sleep over this shit, I can only imagine like, and I look at these guys, I look at Trump's energy level now, Mike Pence, um, this is, <laughs> this is no country for old men. <laughs> like it, you, you really do see like these guys have been working around the clock. You worry you, it's, it's very, it's a very, uh, what's the word I want to use? It takes a toll on your body. You could tell right, right off the bat. And I think it's because you have to think as a whole, mm-hmm. it's the macro worldview of, of, of your people. So a lot of it has to do with sacrifice, sacrificing, even even uh, uh, like for your own people. Like, for example, when when we had a situation at a building, whatever the fuck plan we had with anyone else on a personal level took a back seat. Big time. It's time to be covered in shit, you know? And, and I mean, there's no questions asked. There's a, you have to deal with this. You knew what you signed up for. So at this point, it's not really a, uh, oh, well, I'm tired. Oh, well, I had plans. Fucking, you know, you know, cake art. You take care of it. All right, I'll be, I got to go. I got a fucking Thanksgiving dinner to go to. No, there's no, there's none of that. So a lot of people, I think, look at these situations like this or on a minimal scale. Like, it doesn't have to be a virus. It could be a, a company or, or an institution even in the government and and uh people that'll do things for them to just stay in power. You see this a lot on the left. Yeah. And it's like 
that's not really good leadership. That's just you keeping the position of power as long as possible. And being a leader, power for yourself should never have came first in the yeah. first place. You know, like not for you. It should have been like power to the people, the people that I'm working for. And sometimes it has to be a thankless job, but I mean, sometimes they don't give a fuck if it's a thankless job because they're gonna screw you over before before you they get voted out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's it's tough, but but at the same time you have to stay true to working for the people that you were assigned to lead. So that's that's my view on it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good perspective. Do you think there's certain there's certain situations or maybe not situations but a certain mode of philosophy that you should have when it comes to holding a leadership position in anything? Like what what do you Yeah, I I think that if you're cuz there's different there's different leadership positions and many of them have more weight than others. If you're the leader of, you know, you're the manager at a coffee shop or something like that, that's a lot less weighted than if you're if you're the leader in in a capacity where people's safety or livelihoods is in your hands. Yeah, I I, I would say let's stick to just for the sake of saving time and kind of getting into the societal side of things let's talk maybe government a government official so i mean anything really if you think about it yeah well the 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 philosophy of of a government of a government official is obviously the safety and security of the residents of the area that you have jurisdiction over but with that comes a lot because sometimes what's the safety and security measure for one place won't work for the people in your place. Or sometimes you have certain people that they can do a lot more in a circumstance where they're, they have their freedom versus certain people that they're better off being quarantined or, or locked away or, or whatever the case. So I think one key trait of a leader is knowing your people, like yes. knowing what you're dealing with, like knowing like who are my people, who is my constituency, like who are the people that I serve. Selflessness, like, you know, in a time like this, it's, you can't, it, your your people come first you know what i'm saying 100 yeah. and i think we've seen that by and large from from many governors and the president like the their people come first i do think that there are some people on the governor side of things that are looking more so at like this as a re-election opportunity versus I really don't see much of what Trump is doing right now it, it seem to be or echo the sentiment of, well, I'm trying to get reelected. Like I, in the middle of, a, of an election year, it's just like this shit, I, this is just overwhelming and we got to deal with this and, and it's, it's a really bad situation. 
But also, seeing all these leaders talk in a time like this really does make me think about all these other leaders that we see and come across on a day-to-day basis that are either really, really horrible or really, really great. Like sometimes you look at like a CEO of a company and you think about, you know, their strenuous schedule and the time, the amount of time that they spend away from their family. And these are guys that are pretty much putting everything over their personal matters all the time like yeah. not just in the time of a crisis yeah they do this shit all the time like damn our earnings report is coming up we're late on this product uh uh th- there was an accident at the factory uh uh, uh we gotta meet uh, uh quarterly expectations like all of this all of this stuff that these guys gotta deal with all the time because they have yeah. shareholders they have a board they have the the the, the customers that either their product or service is is consumed by and the rivals that they their have to rivals worry about. that they got it so so it's like these guys are are in that mode damn near all the time yes you know what I'm saying yeah. and so so you it makes you sort of have a greater because now that they the market is not doing well and things you know it's like motherfucker ain't really talking about the new iPhone or the new iPad or anything like that but you think about the fact that the this stuff that we take for granted. Oh, a new iPad is coming out. Oh, a new movie is coming out. All of this stuff that like, all this information that we consume. Think about, for a moment, think about Ben Shapiro and Glenn Beck and and Steven Crowder in this time of them reporting and giving us all this information. Even, even... The, the CNN reporters that, that are not like the, the greatest, but even those guys in this time that uh, I'm sure some of them would very much like to be with their families yeah. are like, well, I got a job to do. Like, yeah. I got to do this. It's and and now more than ever and now more than ever. So so and and who are they serving? They're they're serving the people that their job dictates that they serve. Yeah. So these people that that um that are 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 bad leaders, you see that typically it's more of a self-serving endeavor. A good comparison is in especially since we're talking in leadership roles for like government, it it didn't take much for Trump to realize that like you said there's a lot of fat. I need a guy to come in, cut it all. Mm-hmm. From from and God knows how long it would take for a company to pivot from going from like becoming a whiskey company to, to a hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah, but to cut that to a minimum of half a day, let's go, let's go, let's go. We need this. We need this. Talks a lot about the efficiency and about listening to your people. Yeah, the people you're serving. You have to make things expedited. You have to make things accessible. You have to make things where, okay, let's, how do we contain this situation? And, and also there was, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like it echoes what this general talked about on the news the other day where the reporter asked him, uh, general, the president has likened this virus to, to fighting a war, this crisis of the virus to fighting a war. Would you agree with that assessment? He said, 100%, I agree with that assessment. 
They and they also asked him how well. And this, mind you, this was not somebody in Trump's cabinet. This was not one of his advisors or anything like that. This was just a retired general whom was on the news, and they were asking him questions in the regard of being at a wartime. And he said that one thing that he likes very much that the president has displayed is the ability to adapt to changing terrain, which in in war, you have to have that ability. Yes. Okay, this information came out. All right, like, all right, we got to do this. All right, this is happening. We got to do this. I, all right, I got I to gotta dec- sign this emergency declaration. Like, all of this stuff that for people are like, oh, well, this guy's doing such an awful job and, 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 and everything like that. A lot of it was, was, was learn as you go. But then, but, and at the same time, a lot of it is just having the balls to like do what needs to be done and say what needs to be said. And if you look at the way things are currently, I can't speak to how they'll pan out at the end of all of this, but the way they are currently, yeah, maybe you had a bad first quarter, even if you want to make that assertion that like it, it wasn't handled good at the beginning, maybe you had a bad first quarter. But that still doesn't mean that you won't end up blowing out that other team because yeah. of how you you adapted. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let's rem- let's never forget the the Patriots going into halftime against the Falcons, twenty eight to three, and came back and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, let's not forget <laughs> that. So my point is like it does sometimes. Yeah, you don't start off great, and and also let's not forget that. Nothing could have been done about lives being lost. Like, there's no. not any amount of precaution short of shutting down the whole world, which is an impossibility, that could have got the death toll to zero. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. No way. And something you just don't know and understand. I've read articles where doctors are saying this this virus is outsmarting us. We don't know it yet. We don't. We need to study it more. The time that it takes for you to study is the more time people will die because that's just the natural course of things. You 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 play me in a pickup game of basketball. I've never shot a basketball ever in my life. You will beat me probably a hundred times. For sure. Doesn't mean you can't learn. Exactly. And then and then oh, okay, I made a shot. Oh man, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Oh damn, I've defeated oh, shit. you. Now. Like I, I learned that I'm good at layups. I learned what I'm good at, like all of this stuff. One hundred percent. All information you're taking in, and and at a historically uh, rapid rate in this particular instance. Yeah. So I think I think this situation, like all things, needs to be looked at with a macro world view. Now, can I ask you a question? If if you were kind of thrown into a, a position like, let's say, like maybe not like Trump's, but. Somewhere federally, so like I, I forgot the the name of the guy who who basically looks at undersees all those companies, and and has to talk to different different federal organizations to help companies transition. If you got thrown in there, how would you handle it with your staff, knowing, you know, there's this mode of being and how we've been operating to how I'm gonna go forward. Obviously, it's a little hard to kind of pinpoint because it's there's so many different jobs, but just kind of like what would be your overall view and philosophy going in 
and kind of rearranging things in terms of companies helping like no I, no I'm no you being you you being like the president or are you being the 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 head person in charge of an administration how would you look at changing it, it, it's it's kind of hard because i would have to get like a detailed so like the head person like the, like you're saying like the president or somebody in his administration yeah so let's say like you're the the secretary of staff okay under under the, trump the, and the he's chief saying of staff yeah yeah the chief, chief of staff rather so how would you look at a mode of how everything's been as opposed to having to expedite like what would be your thought process trickling down to kind of make things kind of gl- flow. I, I, I would lean heavily on the strengths of the staff that I would have already made it a point to know very well as being in that position as a leader. Yeah. Like I would, it would be a point of pride for me to know what are their strengths. And so, so for instance, like well, well, we've kind of had a conversation like this before about who of our friends would be in our wartime council and who of our friends would be in a peacetime council. Yeah, these are the people that you rely on in different times in your life, and you rely on these people for different reasons, a variety of reasons, and that's what will dictate why some of them would be in your wartime council, some of them would be in your peacetime council, and some of them would be just in your general council, regardless if it's wartime or peacetime. But that comes with the knowledge of who they are. Yeah. See, the thing is, you got to you gotta remember, there's a lot of people that live day-to-day lives that never, that they can live and sleep in the same bed with a person for 20 years and never ask them the questions that would really make them get to know who that person is to their core. Me, I'm the total opposite. Within the first five minutes of meeting somebody, I'm asking those type of questions because that's what really, for me, dictates whether I rock with this person or not. Not to say that we need to agree on everything because a lot of times the people in my council Mm -hmm. would be people that I disagree because they would give me the perspective that I don't already possess. So... I would say that I would lean into that capability of mine that I know the strengths of these people. So who are the ones that are the data collectors? Who are the ones that are better as ground troops? The the ones that, that can mobilize, the ones that we have this certain amount of businesses that are already stepping up and helping us with with making ventilators and masks and all of that. But who are the ones that could go to companies and get them to go that route? Yes. Who are the ones that are giving me so that we can transition these ideas up to the president himself of how are we going to repay these companies through tax incentives, through through benefits? Let's let's remind them that you are doing the nation a favor and we are are, we are 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 thoroughly and, and heavily in your debt when it comes to this stuff. All, all of these all of these ideas because the thing is I would want right now to incentivize all the help that we could get if we are willing to send out stimulus checks then then the very least that we can we're willing to send out stimulus checks and we're willing to bail out corporations then the very least we could do is all these entrepreneurs businessmen and corporations that are not involved in the bailout that are stepping up to help the very least we can do is incentivize them say hey you know what when this is all over with 
we got you. Yeah. Not not in this not necessarily in the sense of of paying or anything like that, but in the sense of all right, you know what? Let's 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 deregulate yeah. them a little bit. Let's let's not. If they're having trouble with local inspectors, let's tell them, hey, you know what? If the local inspectors give you a hand, you tell them to come talk to us, the federal government, yeah. like that type of stuff. Yeah. All of that type of stuff that'll make people be like, damn, you know what? It lifts the spirits and, and like the aura of the whole organization. Like, like what did we say before? Before all of this, before all of this popped off, like if if like shit got that bad and we had vacancies. I, we would tell people shit like our 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 our, our two bedroom three bedroom units. You could use that as a mini ICU. Use it like whatever yeah. you need. Like you know what I'm saying. And that that's not for the sense of oh what are we gonna get out of it, but that's in the sense that if you have the resources yeah. to help, you would help. But there could be more help by knowing your stuff and sending them out and deploying de- uh, deploying them to the to the necessary areas and i mean that's just me speaking like from from uh uh, knowing your personnel and the the face value of the situation but i think knowing your personnel is is a great trait of a leader being innovative all of that type of stuff yeah Yeah, and willing to change and you know something i'm i'm very proud of too is uh and i'm happy trump has taken i mean this is just the type of guy trump is though uh, where he said like, oh well, GM they started giving us astronomical like he's like prices pr- prices that you just would not see. I didn't like it, so we just moved on to other people. We have people in line, so like if they don't want to talk, it's fine. We have other people that would rather be reasonable. This is something. So it's like he's not willing to. Okay, I know it's crisis time, but like we're not gonna fucking pay an arm and a leg either. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be efficient, and that's something that's very important. Very businesslike, and in any uh, endeavor, you have to always look at what's cost effective as well. Oh, big time! You don't big just time. jump into something, and I think that he's handling that very well, and, and, and also you know and, sharing and, that. And I would, I would also remind the American people of maintaining the spirit of gratitude because I've seen a lot of stuff online that is pretty sickening. I saw this one article. Well, it was an article, but then on Twitter, the the way people were responding to it, Kylie Jenner donated a million dollars to oh yeah I some saw some uh, some some uh, research or something like this in in this time like that. That says she should have shared more. Exactly, which is the most ridiculous thing. That <laughs> first off, you don't know how much of her assets she even has in liquid. So like you're just saying, oh, she should have shared, shared more. Like you know, for for well, that in and of itself goes to show how much some people, how little some people know about having money and net worth. A lot of times, like that net worth, you don't even have that much in anywhere liquid. near that much in liquid. No. You know what I'm saying? Like you think Kylie Jenner has close to a billion dollars laying around in cash somewhere. <laughs> so so it's it's all what what her worth is estimated to be. Yeah. But I'm sure she has a few million in 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 liquid and out of that few million yeah. she gave it to to she donated it. Kim Kardashian which is badass. Kim which is f- phenomenal. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Kim Kardashian is uh, selling these uh, uh, these these kits for sixty dollars? They have like it, it has like drinking water in it, masks, like all of that. Top, they're like, oh, look at her 
trying trying to make a profit you don't know she's making a profit because you don't know how much that costed her to make. So for all you know, she's breaking even. This is a non-profit endeavor. You don't know. Yeah. But even if she is making a profit, she's still doing good in a time of crisis. Yeah, she didn't have to go that route. She could have been like, oh, whatever. I'm going to fall back until she gets back to normal and sell my regular shit. Yeah. You brought innovation and, and, and tried to help. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's these uh, these notions are are pretty ridiculous, and I think they they're totally void of the spirit of of being grateful and thankful in a time of of crisis, and I think that's something that that we oughta we oughta remember. I agree. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Keep on sharing. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google. We're on SoundCloud. Our numbers are doing really well this month. So it looks like you guys are rocking with um, our updates about the COVID-19. Remember, like the COVID-19 won't last forever. This is not a COVID-19 podcast. Just want to put that out there. But we do feel like it is necessary to put out the information about this particular subject. So just a, a little bit of a, of a reminder on that. Follow us on Twitter. Like us everywhere. Facebook, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.